And welcome to another edition of a Yeah Guys podcast. I am your host, Aram, and I am joined with my two co-host beauties. No Tony today, but we have Josh and Parker. Uh, this is the 28th episode uh, of a Yeah Guys podcast, um, and the college football playoffs are over. The college football season is over. Georgia and Bama, they both played each other, I believe, uh, this Monday. Um, let's get right into it. Parker, um, you told me you watched the game. Let me know what you thought about it. Uh, Georgia coming up up top, uh, 33 to 18. Yeah, man. It's just Bama's offense was, was just not very, um, impressive whatsoever. I mean, they would get down to the goal line. I believe they had, it was like nine to six, uh, like early on in the game of just field goals. And, and you think, you know, you've got to punch those in for, for touchdowns when you get, you know, down there. So um, just was a very kind of weird lethargic game from the offensive side of the ball. I know that they have, you know, people out, but I mean, it's next man up. Um, you know, it's, it's not like it's like they're two star, you know, recruits. I mean, these are probably four, four and a half star, you know, recruits. And I mean, they did make some plays and I, I, I think Bryce, uh, Bryce Young did end up having like a lot of passing yards, but um, it, they just didn't couldn't get it into the end zone. Uh, the running game was very very weak at times, um, and the Georgia defense just proved that they that they just wanted it more. Uh, the Bama defense could never get a stop when they needed it, and you know that's just what happens. Uh, they looked kind of uh, out coached, if you will, uh, in the title game. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, to your point, Georgia's defense really stepped up in the red zone. Um, Josh, we'll go to you. Um, what, what, did you watch the game, and what did you think about it? Yeah, I did catch uh, the first three, three quarters and a little bit of the fourth before I uh, dozed off. But, uh, I mean, overall to me, it, it really feels like the better team won. Uh, it always felt like Georgia was the better team to me, uh, even after seeing Alabama kind of have their way with them in the SEC championship of uh, – Bama was still good, but it just – they never felt like they were as good as, like, previous years almost to me. Uh, and t- so, I mean, it, it really, to me – I know I picked Bama to win, but uh, I don't know. Georgia, they just seem like the better team. Uh, I know, like I, like Parker said, uh, Bama kind of had some injuries. You know, being down two, two wide receivers that have 1,000 yards on the season, that's that's huge. Uh and you kind of would expect, you know, they probably do have another five-star somewhere that could step up. But, I mean, it's also against Georgia, one of the better defenses in the country. So, it, it's a tough task. Uh, uh, so, uh, I, I think you'll see some question marks around – maybe not a whole lot, but I think you'll see some people start to question Bryce Young a little bit uh, because he didn't do as well, I think, as what, as what some people would have expected of him. But, again, he was missing some weapons, so I guess it kind of makes sense. But, I mean, overall, it was a really good game, really close game there until until late. So, uh, overall, a, a really fun game to watch. Yeah, <clears throat> and you kind of – you're used to seeing Bama kind of just light it up offensively in these championship games, and I guess that's that goes to show how strong Georgia's defense was. And that was, I think, the biggest reason why they were – in this spot uh, at the end of the game with the win for Georgia, it's because their defense in the red zone. I mean, Alabama really could not get it in there. <clears throat> Georgia's, they were just, 
just stoning them uh, on the on the goal line, and they had really good linebacking play. And I was watching clips of them just flying around the field. It was they they really uh, deserved the win. The Kobe Dean, <clears throat> yeah, I would say he's probably the best middle linebacker uh, in the country right now. Yeah, they were they were flying around on defense. Alabama didn't really have any answers. Um, and on the offensive side of the ball for Georgia, they took some shots against uh, Bama's corners, and they they just executed. So uh, honestly, when you look at all facets of the game, I think Georgia really came to play, and Bama may have just been lacking that day, and they they got outplayed and outcoached really. <clears throat> so, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts, Parker, uh, on this game? Uh just. Uh... I mean, we'll see how, you know, Saban uh, responds to that, uh, you know, uh, going forward. He's going to have yeah. to get – probably look to the transfer trans, transfer portal for some help at wide receiver maybe. I mean, who knows who they've got on their depth chart, like I said, five-star recruits. But I think uh, Jamison and Mechie are, are both going uh, to the draft. So yeah. we'll have to see. So I guess instead of asking that question about this game one more time, let's ask – uh, you Parker, just final thoughts on the college football season. We're already there. We're at the end. I know, that was dude. The that's, last game. That is that is just wild. I mean, the the season flew by, and it just felt like yesterday that we were hopping on watching, uh, you know, some of the first games of the season. I remember that uh, Ohio State and uh, Oregon game that you know we all picked Ohio State, and uh, I think Oregon ended up. Uh, winning that game so just yeah. just a, a lot of highlights through the season uh, a lot of podcasts and i just can't believe that that the end of the uh college football season is uh already here yeah and josh i'm sure you're used to seeing clemson uh playing these days uh around this time of year but uh it didn't happen this year but i'm sure uh, you have some final thoughts on you know the college football season including clemson yeah uh well, college football in general, I think this was a great season as a whole for college football. I feel like it it really felt like this year was one of the seasons where uh, <clears throat> I felt like there was almost a little bit more or a lot more parity. Uh, it, it, it really felt like to me uh, that any week you could see, you know, any team beat any team. Uh, I feel like this was just a huge year for upsets. Uh, so it, it made the season as a whole really exciting to watch. And and to hit on Clemson, I guess. Uh, I mean, they still they managed to pull it out after a slow start. They they did. They had the second longest uh, win streak, I think, right now uh, in college football or something behind uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. But uh, I think they finished 14th in the AP poll. So I think they uh, after a rough start, I think they did the best with what they could. So I was proud of them. And uh, you know, similar to. Uh, Bama, I'm kind of I'm interested to see how Clemson tries to reload and go at it next year. Yeah, should be uh, some entertaining football next year in college football because of all, all the players in the transfer portal and who knows where uh, everyone's going to end up in the end. So uh, yeah, that's going to close the uh, close the door on the college football season, and we'll we'll recap it maybe next week or the week uh, prior, but or the week following. But um, for now, we'll just close the book on that uh, game and we'll move over to the final week of the NFL season. Uh, we'll start off in sat- on Saturday where the Chiefs and Broncos faced off. The Chiefs uh, got a win there to end the season 28-24. to uh, Cowboys-Eagles 51-26. Uh, it was kind of uh, a meh game. Not a lot of stars playing except for Dak Prescott. He went on through uh, five touchdown passes. So um, 
that's going to end the season for both of those teams, Cowboys in the playoffs and the Eagles in the playoffs too this weekend. So um, next game here, we got the the Bengals and the Browns. Browns taking that one to end the season, 21-16. to 16. The Lions with a, an upset uh, for the final week. I mean, Rodgers, I don't think he played much in the second half. Uh, 37-30 Detroit. And we will stop on the next one, the season finale for these two NFC North teams, Parker, the Bears, and God. the Vikings. Uh, bleh. Oh, my God, dude. I, I don't know, dude. That that, that might have been the worst game that I've ever watched. Like, really. Just, it just, was bad. Just, I, I mean, like, I know we've seen some, some, some touchdowns, but – I mean, did you see the effort level on some of those, uh, you know, deep throws? And they were just going through the motions. I mean, it's just like they're just jogging back. Eddie Jackson loses the ball. Oh, so he says, "How well the guy gets five feet behind you, even after that." And he just like looks back. Oh, he caught it. Whatever. I mean, it's just you got to play mean, for the, <laughs> the pride, I guess, and your contract and. It's your job. I mean, I they know. probably knew Matt Nagy was going to be done, and he was. You know, the surprising thing is that Ryan Pace got fired, uh, you know, yeah. after this game. So, but yeah, I, I mean, there's really nothing to discuss. We've seen Andy Dalton just suck. We've seen Kirk Cousins kind of suck at points. Uh, the second half, I think the Bears didn't score a single point. Correct me if I'm wrong. They had but, three. Uh, oh. Three, sorry, three <laughs> points uh, in the whole second half. So, can't uh, you know? Same old, same old. The uh, best way for Mister Matthew to uh, probably lose uh, lose his his final game is just totally losing control the whole game and uh, letting the Vikings pretty much do anything at at will uh, <laughs> against your team. So. Aram, uh, you probably have some some thoughts on how the game ended, uh, based on some of the stats. But <laughs> oh man, I mean, Mister Grumpy Mike Zimmer, he got canned after this game. Same with Rick Spielman. Me and you, and even Josh, are in the same boat here with our uh, head coaching <laughs> candy, or just the search, I guess. And I Josh, think two for... two of us are kind of glad, and I think one of us might be kind of like questioning why but yeah i me myself i'm questioning the move from josh but we'll, we'll hit that a little bit later um for this game specifically in the first half i don't even know if we had an offensive line second half it feels like it was a complete switch but i just don't care at this point really um i'm looking forward to the offseason see what that can bring us with a new gm new coach and possibly new quarterback because if a new um gm and coach comes through i don't think Kirk cousin is Kirk cousins is going to be the starting quarterback and if he is i don't know for how long um, so uh, I guess that's gonna right. put the door on. Josh. Did you have any thoughts on this game? Uh, did you watch this? Uh, no, I didn't watch it. Out, yeah. <laughs> you think he's gonna watch this game? Good God. I had to, I had to ask. This game is was one for the you, you take it off the air, you burn the tapes because <laughs> you're not gonna be watching <laughs> nothing on that one, man. God. It's, it's it's at least good that I don't have to go through an emotional roller coaster, so that's at least a good thing, you right? Know, it must be nice to just kind of get like a clean slate. Like you're not going to get like, I mean, like you said, we'll get into it in the, in the next show, but it, just to just have a clean slate after it, you know? Yeah. Enough of this um, previous regimen that we've been going through with our coaches and our, just all the stuff that's going on, but we'll talk about that more in depth. Um, the next uh, game here, we have the Giants and the Washington football team. Uh, Joe Judd, Joe Judge is fired after this game after going four and 13. <laughs> 
the Washington football team beat them 22 to 7 to end the year. Um, the Colts, wow, this is probably the biggest upset I've seen in a long time, guys, when it comes to, you know, playoff scenarios. The Jaguars 26, the Colts 11, and that is going to end the Colts um, season, season hopes because uh, they lose this game and the Steelers won their game and they're in. Um, so, yeah, the Jaguars. Probably the most why. embarrassing loss of the season. Yeah, they're, the Jaguars are 3-14. and 14. That's, I don't know what happened that time, but um, it happened. So uh, the Colts, maybe next year. Uh, yeah. Next game we got the – Hang on. Before you move on real quick, do you remember sure. I mentioned last week that the Colts hadn't won in Jacksonville in since 2014? Dude, I was thinking about that. And what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? Oh, man. They have some demons that they're fighting in that state. <laughs> I just God. don't understand it. Oh, man. They didn't look like themselves. They weren't they, – I think – let's see. Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries. I mean, I don't remember the last time he had 15 carries in a game. And <laughs> only managed so 77 yards. had like a 4.4 4. – what was it like? Uh, like honest to God, or something or passer rate? It was yeah. It. Oh it's, my God! If you're gonna have a oh, I have game, it. that's the worst time to have a choke game. You know, right? He averaged six point four yards and had a, a QBR of four point four. <laughs> like you guys, this this game like kind of might have hurt uh, Jonathan Taylor's like MVP chances just for, for sure. The, for the, the, the sake that they only ran the ball 15 times and you yeah. know did not like they didn't do nothing and they lost and like there's no yeah. playoff film or anything like that you know oh my yeah. goodness it's it's tough to be a Colts fan right now especially with the ups and downs and they proved that they can be a, a dominant team but not I mean I and they did you to know that it. that that pick that they uh, that they traded became a first so they theoretically traded a first to like not even make the playoffs like that yeah, yeah. but uh I'm sure they'll be back uh, next year, but right now it kind of stings for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the next game we got the Steelers with a, a great win on the road to end the year and into the playoffs. That was a gritty, typical Steelers kind of road win there. Um, so that was a good good for them to get in the in the playoffs. We'll uh, let you know how they got there uh, very soon. But the Titans next game uh, beat the Texans. Uh, I don't think David McCauley, uh, the coach for the Texans, has been fired yet, but. Uh, it, might, it might happen. Uh, 28-25 Titans. Uh, the Saints end the year with a win. They didn't make the playoffs, so 30-20. Uh, to uh, Falcons are out as well. The Jets and the Bills. The uh, Bills win 27-10. to The 49ers, a big game uh, for uh, both teams, actually. But the Niners, uh, an even bigger game for them because they, they won the game, I believe, in overtime, and they uh, clinched their spot into the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I just want to quickly shout out uh, Robbie Gold. Uh, who was punting uh, during that game as well? So, uh, special teams player of the week for for my guys. So, yeah, and they had Kyle Uzcheck holding, holding holding the kicks for him. Holding the kicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so a gritty win for them on the road. Unbelievable. Debo Samuel is. I mean, if he played like this the first five weeks, I would consider him MVP the way he's playing. But Cooper Cup, nonetheless, he's been outstanding um, in his own right, and he's going to get the wide receiver crown, whatever you call it. I'm kind of concerned crown. about the Rams going into the playoffs, though. I mean, yeah, they, they have been beaten. They've really been beaten, um, especially by the teams in their own division, I believe. Um, I'm not sure if the, the Rams or the Cardinals beat them, but they play the Cardinals here um, uh, in the playoffs. So um, interesting to see what's going to happen there. Uh, Josh, we'll uh, hit your game next. Um, they beat the Patriots. They seem like they're the... They just always beat the Patriots at home. Uh, we'll start with you, Josh. Uh, did you watch the game, and what did you think about it? Yes, I did. Uh, 
I mean, as a division game, I was always under the impression that, you know, it's it's going to be a close, tight game, uh, which, you know, they're early on, it it almost wasn't. I think the Dolphins went up 14 nothing within the first couple minutes. And I was like, whoa, you know, like they might they might get to rolling here. But then I, it seemed like the play calling just got ultra conservative. And, you know, Bill Belichick's team, you know, just keep clawing away. And the next thing you know, you know, here we are late in the fourth quarter and it's, you know, it's a one possession game or whatever. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it was a close game like I, like I expected. Uh, it is interesting that, you know, we, we have been able to uh, con- uh, consistently give the Patriots uh, a trouble at home. Uh, uh, this was one of the first times since I don't even remember when, when we actually uh, swept the Patriots, you know, beat them both times in the season. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I feel like I could go on a long rant about the Dolphins, but I'll I'll just stick to the game for now. Overall, though, it uh, it was a good game. Uh, I was pretty pretty happy with the result. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And uh, Parker, I don't know if you uh, tuned into it. I probably saw the highlights here and there. I know I didn't, but I just have one question, and that's you know if you're sweeping the the ten and seven Patriots, uh, how in the world are you getting fired? Uh, <laughs> Uh, job, but yeah, we, we'll, we'll we'll hit that right after these games for sure. So save your thoughts for that, yeah. um, and we'll go through. No, that. I, no, I know that's just my my take on it. Like initial take have to answer it. Gotcha. Okay. I'm just questioning why, you know. No, trust me, I, I am too, and I'm sure Josh is, but uh, we'll get his thoughts here. Um, moving on to the next game, the Seahawks end the year strong, and I don't know what kind of Cardinals team team we're going to see in the playoffs, but I know. Um, they went 11-6 and six to end the year. That's good, but haven't seen some good play uh, from them recently. I know they beat Twice the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, Seahawks end the uh, year uh, with a win, and maybe we can talk about them a little bit because they do have some question marks. Uh, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson. Uh, we'll hit that a little later, but um, definitely a lot of questions there. Uh, Tom Brady, um, 41-17 against the Panthers. Uh, they had money on the line. It was actually fun. Gronkowski needed a certain amount of catches and yards, and he did it. He got his money. I'm sure he's going to you know, be very uh, good with that money, right? Or he's going to go right on, <laughs> out on the town and spend it all in one night. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see some videos here and there. But uh, and at night. Sunday night football. I mean, this game was unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know if you watched it. I was sitting down in my bed watching it on my laptop, and it was unbelievable to see this back and forth game and Justin Herbert and Derek Carr going at it. Parker, we'll start with you. Um, kind of shocking to see the Chargers not make the playoffs after their hot start, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if you watched it or not. Oh, yes, I did watch. Uh, you know, like, honestly, I just I watched probably the, the fourth quarter, uh, and it was just That's so when it nuts. got good. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, it, it just, you know, kind of baffles me that the Chargers – don't make the playoffs and like they have like an MVP like type guy at, at quarterback. It just seems like every like every year, year in and year out, they cannot like be consistent. They cannot win multiple games at a time. Like it's up and down and up and down. They honestly are, you know, minus, you know, the uh, franchise quarterback, but I just don't know, man. It's, it's just, it's, it's just crazy to me how, all the talent that they have in their team and they can't make the playoffs and they, and they lose a big game, you know, give up a run, whatever the, the uh, reasoning was, you know, in that last play. Um, 
whether Staley meant to call a timeout or if he was just kind of trying I to prepare his guys. Staley. But, you know, I, I, I do too. I don't know there's if he's a, lot a good of head coach. You know, he's a, I think he's a good head coach, but the thing is he made uh, – when the game really mattered, he made some really weird decisions. I don't know. You, you said you watched it in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you saw earlier yeah. in the game. They went for it at the 20-yard line in their own end. In their own end on the 20-yard yeah. line, he went for yeah, it. Yeah, I think I've stuff. seen that. Yep. That is uh, that is just season. like way – yeah, that is didn't, just like – Didn't the Chargers convert on every fourth down they attempted this game? Uh, in the fourth quarter, I believe they did. Or at least, but yeah, in that first quarter, they did not. They made a lot of <laughs> bad conversions in the first In the first, I couple. agree with that, Aram. I, I feel like it's, it's like they just make like a boneheaded, you know, boneheaded play, but – yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, Josh, I mean, did you watch this one? Because it was must-see. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to catch this one. I just kind of caught some clips of it. I do think uh, there was obviously some, some interesting uh, coaching decisions made down the stretch. I think, I mean, mainly I think it was just a unique situation. You know, I don't know how many times you've ever had a game where, you know, both teams are at least – possibly considering playing for the tie, you know, just mm-hmm. because they know that they both have, you know, playoff hopes. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a unique situation for sure. And uh, I do think from what I've seen, the you know, play calling gets a little interesting there down the stretch. You know, uh, it seemed like, you know, the Chargers take a timeout when the Raiders were content with just kneeling it out. Uh, but then, it, I mean, unless you're really in the facilities, I think it's hard to say for sure if you know that, you know, they they told themselves, like, hey, we're we're content with the tie and just making it in, you know, because as a competitor, I do feel like you usually, you know, you play to win the game. But uh, mm-hmm. overall, uh, definitely a good game. It, it does feel weird to see, to see and to say that, you know, Vegas is in the playoffs and the Chargers are not, especially after all the hype the Chargers got really early in the season. Right. Uh, one yeah. thing, Josh, that I agree with you on was that um, about like the fact that you you play to win the game and like in the situation that they were in, it's not like they were you know twenty yards away from field goal range or something like that. They were, you know, the I mean, they were, were driving down the field. I, I mean, you think so? Yeah, they were. There was a clip of uh, one of the players asking Austin the... Eckler. Yeah, yeah. And we actually heard it. That's confirmed. Yeah, and he, they said um, uh, something about uh, if you guys were going to tie, and they said, "Yeah, that was our plan." <laughs> That's what I heard from the mic'd up. Yeah, and because they were at midfield, and when the Chargers called the timeout, the Raiders ran the ball, and that's when Josh Jacobs. Yeah, but he only loose. got like I thought he only got like like eight or nine. Then they were in field goal range. No, they were. Basically at midfield, ready to knee the ball and just run the ball into halftime or into overtime, or I guess till the end of the game. The end of overtime. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the, the Chargers the Charger- call the time. Yeah, they call the time like they act like like they were going to try to force a punt or something. I, right? Yeah, I don't know what the decision was. I think I, that's probably because I think that was like third down, I believe. Yeah, I think it was around. I think it was third down or second the, down. The scenario, but I think that they were both going in. <laughs> with the um, why would they call a timeout, the man? Why yeah, would that, they call a timeout? 
that's what everyone is questioning uh, after yeah. this game. I, I mean, I agree with that as well. Just let like let it go, dude. Like, what are you gonna do? Drive all the way down the field after forcing a punt? I I don't know. That yeah, that yeah. is. But yeah, I mean, you would think though that they would at least try to get in field goal range, attempt a field goal because you know, if you make it, you get the win. If you lose, or you know, if you miss it, it's a tie. So it really doesn't matter, you know. Right. So, I don't know. Josh, were you going to add something to that? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, gotcha. Well, um, Chargers out, Raiders in. Um, but I guess what we'll do now, since that closes the door on that, um, I want to go through some firings that happened, and there's not a lot, but um, some notable ones. We'll start with the Giants. They fired. Um, Joe Judge and their offensive coordinator Jason Garrett. Uh, Minnesota, they fired Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman. Honestly, not too much to really talk about this one. Um, if you guys want to add anything to it, you definitely can. I thought this was definitely coming from Mike Zimmer. Rick Spielman, I was kind of shocked at first, but at the end of the day, you know, um, there is a new, uh, a fresh he's start. He's been that there is for needed. 16 years yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, he's been in that's just like a long, so long time. And he's he's had a good run, honestly. Like, he put together some pretty good teams, uh, you yeah. know, over the years. But, you know, at the end of the day, just not, you know, the uh, playoff success that you would hope for. So, exactly. It comes down to record. And he put down a, a great club, and maybe he made a, a bad uh, hire with his head coach. Maybe that's what. Uh, got I know, it just well. seemed like every year, like, Zimmer was just a solid head coach, you know, like, not like an elite head coach, just like a very solid head coach, and like, uh, I don't know. Looking, I mean, looking he, at his numbers defensively, he was, his defense was top five the first oh, yeah, three or four sure. years, and these last two years, he was dead, la- almost dead, dead last, last. Like, 31st, yeah. It's just, it, I just, I'm, I don't know. They figured him out really quickly, and when they did, he didn't have any adjustments of, Right. I mean, it's just the, the numbers show itself. So, I mean, he could have his. A sacks, lot of but... people are saying that you know he could uh, end Dallas's coaching staff somewhere. Yeah, some. I mean, he deserves to be on a uh, on a football team because he's you know well known, he's respected, and right. He he has a scheme. He has a scheme that works, but not as a head coach, and maybe um, stick to <laughs> DB coaching. But we'll see. We'll like see. a coordinator or something. Yeah, defensive coordinator because. Uh, he was that with the Cincinnati Bengals before he was hired. Hey, what so. about uh, uh, Clint Kubiak? Um, I think he's technically still with the team, and since we don't have a GM yet, the owners can't. The owners won't make a decision on them yet. It's going to be the GM, and right when we hire, yeah, the GM, that's I'm how sure it is. With all, be gone. that's just like the same situation. Yeah, yeah. I am seeing that uh, Clint Kubiak is <laughs> being interviewed by uh, <laughs> Carolina, so they can go ahead and have. Um, <laughs> Quickly going down the line here, Urban Meyer, he was fired uh, during the season. Uh, we had a whole debacle on that. That was a fun time. Um, Vic Fangio, he was fired, I, I believe, on Saturday. So that's not too shocking. But, uh, again, Denver will be looking for a new head coach. Um, the Bears, uh, Matthew Nagy and Ryan Pace. Uh, Parker, will hit, hit on that real quickly um, after this one. Um, okay. Because the Panthers, they fired Joe Brady and their special teams coordinator, Chase Blackburn. Uh, and Matt Rule, he is safe <laughs> for this year. So uh, let's go back to Chicago. Um, Parker, Matt Nagy gone, Ryan Pace gone. Yeah, just kind of, uh, just kind of, I mean, a pretty obvious firings, uh, you know, to me. But 
I think Ryan Pace was kind of shocking because of all the reports that the family deared him and they loved him so much and all this stuff. So, you know, to me, it, it felt like, like Pace was going to stay and, you know, Nagy was going to be blamed, you know, for it all. But I'm, I'm glad that they got uh, Pace out of there as well because he's, he's part of the problem too. Uh, could never build an offensive line, could, could never – uh, hit on first round picks. Uh, how many quarterbacks is he going to hire before, you know? I mean, we have that 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 Giants game is just an embarrassment to all the of all of his work over the past eight years or however long he was our GM. So it's it, you know changes needed a, a lot like uh, Minnesota, but a little more short term, but. Yeah, Pace is is just not he he's just not the guy to to be building a football team. And I I listened to the uh, press conference for uh, the Bears, and it just sounded like like they were just you know this is just par of the course. Uh, uh, we demand excellence, and da, 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 and and. It's just yeah, Ted Phillips needs to be gone. They need to. They, they need to hire someone above the GM who knows how to manage a football team because he even said, he says, I don't, I don't know anything about football. I'm just a fan. But then the GM reports to him. So how does that work out? Like, how do you get like that connection if you're just a fan? Well, you're going to go to him and he's going to say, of course, do it. Oh, do you like him? Yeah, of course. It's just as it, they don't know how to build a team. Uh, they think that this is still the nineteen, you know, twenties, and, and it's not. It, it, it's just not. And they just need to to hire anyone who who you know knows what they're doing. I mean, that's obviously what you want. But I want someone above the GM who kind of runs the football. Uh, you know, aspect of things, and, st- and then he can just be the 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 chairman, you know, president, whatever, you know. But it's just it's just not uh, not a good tenure for those for that combo. So I'm I'm very glad. Right, and it should make for a fun off season for all of us because I mean, talking head coaches, talking GM candidates, and talking draft, especially. So we got some fun times uh, ahead of us here. But, uh, Josh, we'll go to you. Um, Brian Flores, he is done with the Dolphins. And, honestly, when I saw that news, I was kind of shocked. And everyone's saying that it's a power move from the GM and there could be a power struggle over there in Miami. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, first off, I do feel like it, it's difficult for me to make, uh, you know, solid – you know, conclusions or assumptions just because I feel like there is still a lot of uh, rumors, you know, coming out. Uh, and so it's, it's, you know, it's still kind of hard to, hard to see what's, what's just spoke. Um, but overall, I, I mean, it, it definitely shocked me. I think that, you know, everybody sees that we win eight of the last nine and we only lose to the AFC one seed in that time. And, and we end up, uh, firing our coach i definitely think that's shocking uh I, I i do see the point though that if you're gonna acknowledge you know uh, the eight and one to end the season you you do have to acknowledge the one and seven to start the season as well he uh you know you can't hold him accountable for 
the good and not not for the bad. So I, I get that. Um, it, like I said, though, it's, it still was very surprising to me. Uh, back-to-back winning seasons, and then in his first year, I think we were somewhere around – five and 11 and I don't even think we were predicted to win more than two games that season so I mean as far as a coach goes it seems like he was always able to uh, to get the best to, get, to bring the most out of his players uh it it honestly seems that uh I, I don't know if y'all have heard the saying I'm sure you have but it seems like for Brian Flores it was you know it, he it wasn't an X's and O's issue but a, a Jimmy's and Joe's issue um <laughs> You know, there's, there's, like I said, there's all kinds of rumors about Tua versus Herbert, and you know, I've, I've even heard that you know Flores wanted Jordan Love, or he wanted a defensive player, and like I said, there's, there's so much out there, it's hard to say for sure. But uh, I mean, I, I will say, I, I feel like recently I have heard some, some questionable stuff about Flores, and and some of it, it does make sense. I mean, you, you, you see if you really kind of stalk around on social media, you see that, you know, a lot of our defensive players are, you know, are really upset that he's leaving, which makes sense. He was a great defensive mind, but from the offensive side of the ball, it, I mean, it's, it honestly almost seems like, you know, some players are dropping hints that they're glad he's gone. Uh, So it seems like there was a split. And so, you know, if there's any reports that, you know, he was, he was losing the locker room to some extent, I, I feel like I could see it. Uh, I mean, he definitely did some questionable stuff. I mean, like, I know Jesse Davis, a right tackle, that was a Flores guy. And, you know, Jesse Davis can't can't block a parked car. Um, and so how he managed to start <laughs> is beyond me. But uh, it's, you know, a similar situation with Miles Gaskin. Seems like, you know, he's a Flores guy. Uh, and then, you know. Duke Johnson took his spot. Uh, well, yeah, it wasn't until he goes down with COVID, uh, Savan or Salvin Ahmed goes down, and Philip Lindsay goes down. It wasn't until all this that you know Flores would finally elevate Duke Johnson from the from the practice squad, and then you know in the limited games that he has, he has two games where he has over 100 rushing yards. Uh, and I I don't know, it's it's definitely an interesting move for sure. It, like it from a coaching standpoint, it's hard to understand because it seems like he was doing a good job as far as the football goes but you know i if the owner and whatnot thinks that he was toxic to the locker locker room i I mean i like i said i almost feel like i there has to be some truth to it you know the the constant staff turnover especially on the offensive side you know um it 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 makes sense you know so the reports that flores might have been hard to work with and everything i kind of get it but you know, to some extent, I feel like if if he's a good enough football coach, you gotta you gotta learn how to work it out. I I don't know. Uh, I at this point, I think it'll just be interesting to see who the who the Dolphins go with instead. Because uh, I feel like the worst thing that we could have done in this situation is is get rid of Flores and have zero backup plan. But uh, yeah, man, this one this one came out of nowhere for sure to me at least. Yeah, Parker. Before I go to you, I just want to add. You know, if you're a head coach that's uh, that, uh, that that's getting interest from other teams, what would make you want to sign with the Dolphins? Like, <clears throat> they have a good situation with players, but when it comes to the recent firing of Brian Flores, I just think that it might scare other coaches away. Like, you know, 
what's really going on <laughs> with Miami. And Josh, you kind of just hinted at that towards your uh, towards the end there, where you said, "What if they don't have a backup plan after firing fi- firing Brian Flores?" And I feel like that could be an issue for them, and maybe they hire within. Because um, I don't know of any coach that would want to go to Miami after seeing what happened to Brian Flores. Um, maybe they're looking for some balance um, when it comes to you know the priorities of not just defense but both offense and defense. But um, I guess we'll see. Um, Parker, any thoughts on this? Yeah. Um, who who was the coach uh, before Brian Flores? Was it Adam Gase? Adam Gase. Mister. Yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, that it was uh, Philbin. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, Gase was obviously the wrong. I mean, you can't tell me Brian Flores is not as good as those two. I mean, he deserves fire. He's way better. Yeah, I definitely think Flores finds another job soon. Um, For sure. He is a hot candidate right now. I think it's going to be interesting to see. You know, uh, Stephen Ross is the owner, and I think a lot of this, I don't think he's a great owner. I don't think he's awful. Like, he, it is evident that, you know, he is willing to empty his pockets to, you know – so he's not stingy with the money or anything, but I, I, I don't know, man. It's it's an interesting situation because you, you know Chris Greer has been in the organization since two thousand or two thousand one, right. and, and we we haven't had many winning seasons since then, you know. And now he's the GM, and I almost wonder if you know Chris Greer is just a yes man, and that's why he's still where he's at. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, just does what he need, like needs to do to like survive and get by to like the next day. Like, doesn't actually, you know. Right, and I mean, there. I don't know. Chris Greer, he's got his pros and cons himself. You know, he's he's missed pretty big on a couple picks. He's also hit on a few. Uh, but yeah, I do think it's interesting looking at uh some of the odds, like the the Vegas odds for the next Dolphins head coach. Uh, the 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 favorite right now is actually Brian Davil. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator at Alabama while Tua was there. Mm. I believe he's a he's a coach with the Bills in some capacity right now. Well, and, oh, do you? Oh, yep. Go sorry, ahead. sorry to cut you off. I have a question. Do you think that maybe Flores wanted be, to go out and get Watson, or vice versa? Like mm. they wanted to go out and get Watson, and like he didn't, or something like I, that. It it could be that, but I mean, to some extent, I think there was. Like, we know for a fact Deshaun wanted to go to Miami. Like, he waived his no-trade clause specifically for Miami because he liked Brian Flores. So, I do think that that has something to do with it. But I also think Chris Greer's always been the kind of guy that's you're always been the GM where, you know, I, I draft the players that my coach wants or I, I go after players that my coach wants. And so, if Flores wants Watson, I feel like – you know, Greer might would have tried to make it happen. And I really think that, you know, the only thing that – I mean, I think they did make an attempt to go after him, really. And I think Stephen Ross is the owner. Uh, you know, he ended up saying, hey, like, I'm if he can't clear up these legal issues, then, you know, I'm drawing the line and we're not doing it. And I think that's what ended up happening. But I see. I, I think there was I, – I do think there was some I, – I wouldn't be surprised if there was an agreement to go after him. But – uh yeah, and then like I was saying though, after Brian Davil, the next highest odds is actually uh, Doug Peterson, uh, former mm-hmm. you know, Dolphins quarterback back in the Marino days, uh, backup. So uh, he's up there. And then you know, as soon as it, as soon as they announced that uh, firing, uh, the first name that came up was Jim Harbaugh, just because uh, 
Stephen Ross is a notable uh, Michigan uh, alumni. He's donated tons of money. They literally named the business school after Ross. Uh, and so they they have that Michigan connection. But then Stephen Ross comes out and says, I would never pry away Harbaugh for Michigan. And, you know, as a Dolphins fan, on one, on one side I say, like, this man cares about Michigan more than he does his his His, his actual uh, – yeah. <laughs> But from a – I guess from a business standpoint, he also has to make it seem like he's not going after him so that, you know, if Harbaugh does end up in Miami, uh, it's, it's, it's his decision, you know. Uh, but, yeah, overall, a wild, wild scenario, easily the most, the most shocking fire. Yeah. Parker, did you have uh, anything to add on this one? I mean, you guys – uh, pretty much got it. I just wanted to know what you know Josh thinks about Flores because yeah, you know, he's can, a potential about he's a potential Bears uh, coach. So so let's say he gets hired by uh, the Bears, Josh. Uh, give me uh, two two pros and, and two cons of, of Flores. Ooh. Hey. Well, I mean, obviously the first pro is I think that he's he's a great defensive mind, uh, and kind of like I said, he was also great at you know, bringing the best out of his players. Like I said, his first season, he and he inherited the the disaster that Adam Gase left behind, and and you know he he managed to pull that team together to win five games, which in itself was a shock because I mean, that, like literally, Dolphins fans were almost upset at the time because we thought we were supposed to be tanking for the number one overall pick. Uh, so that That's that funny. is obviously the pros. Like I, I feel like I kind of hit on it. Some of his cons, mainly it, it, his main one I think it from some of these reports just seems to be people. Some people say that he's really difficult to work with, and he had issues, you know, getting staff to to stay at least. Um, and then I I definitely think regardless of what he does, he's gonna have to find a good offensive mind. He doesn't like I I think he's a great defensive mind, but he. He didn't seem to to do well or or know much, I guess, about the offense. And uh, as a as the head coach, uh, you know, from the Bill Belichick tree or whatever, uh, that gets talked about a lot. I, I do think it was interesting to see how, as a head coach, his his style of play with the Dolphins was really, you know, we'll, we're not going to have a, a high firepower offense. We're going to. You know, we're going to hope our defense can make some stops. We're going to try to, you know, worry about turnovers and field possession to help us help us generate points. And so he he played an ultra-conservative offensive game. And, I, I mean, we, we saw that happen a couple times this year. You know, we almost lost to the Jets the second time we played them. And uh, even in that Patriots game last week, you know, we, we go up big and then just immediately ultra-conservative trying to run the clock out. And it, it so it's – I, I don't know. I mean, you know, with different personnel, I guess, you know, he could try different things. But, you know, that's that's just some of my run. So so basically what you're saying is is for the Bears who is have who who have been having a struggling offense the past few years is probably not the best decision to not hire, hire him. Uh, Brian Flores. I, I don't think so. I, I kind of like the fit in Denver personally. Uh, but. I mean, I I don't know. That's just kind of where I think. I yeah, be, I agree with you. I wouldn't be too surprised if he does 
step back into a defensive coordinator role. I feel like somebody will give him a shot, but like I said, I wouldn't be too surprised either if he if he does fall back into a, a defensive coordinator role. Yeah, the Broncos are a good fit because they are very defensive heavy and they run the football. Two good running backs. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to uh, end. Uh, let's see what happens. I guess maybe next week we'll may, we, we may have some news on some hirings and all that kind of stuff. But uh, for now, we'll just go into the wild card weekend. Um, we'll start with the Raiders and the Bengals. Uh, Vegas makes it in. Uh, after a good win, um, and they'll be on the road to face the Bengals. Um, they're must-see TV if they um, are having a good day because Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, they have a great offense. And um, Parker, we'll start with you. Do you think that's going to get uh, uh, shown here? Yeah, I think that uh, Cincinnati definitely uh, has the advantage going into this game as well, just <clears throat> based off of how hard that the Raiders had to play in their last game just to make it to this point, and uh, you know that that could could very well take a toll on them. Uh, you know, going into Cincinnati and Cincinnati getting you know rest with a, a few guys so that'll help uh, Burrow. I know because he's been you know dealing with a, a numerous amount of of injuries uh, this season. So, um, yeah. But uh, with that being said, uh, both are ten and six, or uh, sorry, ten and seven. Um, I think that the Bengals will win this game. Uh, by a score of 27 to 17. Okay. Yeah, it it definitely seems like this you know, shaping up. This should be a good game, I think. Um, it feels to me like the, the Bengals really, you know, kind of started clicking a little bit there late. You know, I know they lost last week to the Browns, but, you know, that game, I feel like it almost doesn't count. It, you know, right before that, it, it felt like you know forty-one against the Ravens and then thirty-four against the Chiefs. You know, the weeks before, it feels like their offense was was really starting to you know find a groove. Uh, I I definitely like like I definitely like the Bengals here. I don't want to diss the Raiders, but it almost feels like they they shouldn't even be in the playoffs to me. But I mean. Props to them, I guess, for, for fighting it out. But either way, I, I definitely had the Bengals winning in this one. I'll take the Bengals 28-20. Okay. Parker, what did you say the score was for you? Was it – what was it? 27-17. Uh, to 17. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, I'm going 28-17. to 17. That's what I wrote down. Uh, Cincinnati, I just think maybe uh, the Bengals have uh, had some time to rest and maybe they can uh, put a uh, good performance at a home game maybe a long time a playoff home game for them in a long long time so uh should be a good atmosphere uh but moving on uh we have the bills and the patriots uh rematch this is what their third matchup of the year um and parker before i uh hand it over to you the the weather may be another factor here uh in buffalo because it's going to be two degrees is what i'm seeing with uh wind uh, gusting 14 miles per hour so or whatever they however they uh, call it but windy game cold game in buffalo bills and patriots what do you think now correct me if i'm wrong now was that last game that that the patriots did all that running in buffalo as well yes it was it was okay so buffalo beat new england at New England and uh, New England beat the Bills in Buffalo. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, with that being said, uh, coming off a kind of 
startling loss for the uh, Pats, but I don't know. Maybe it just always happens. But I think that the uh, Patriots will will win this game against Buffalo. Um, <laughs> that's uh, it's it's kind of the upset, I guess. Uh, but I I just really believe that you know Bill Belichick in the playoffs doesn't care about you know much about winning. So. Um, I think with that being said, I think that the Patriots get the away upset. Uh, we're going to go uh, 17 to 13. Ooh, pretty one. Man, I have the exact same score, but the other team. I, wow. I, I, I just feel like, I, I don't know, I, I Instinct just tells me I I don't know it, like like you said it's always tough to go against Bill Belichick especially in the playoffs and and you know I think it will be interesting to see if if the weather comes down to being more like that that first time they played uh uh and that's the game that uh the Patriots pulled it off fourteen to ten in the low scoring game isn't that the game where Mac Jones only attempted like three passes or something? yes <laughs> uh, yeah uh so. Yeah, it'll it'll be an interesting. Game. I definitely think this will be a close game. It should be a fun one to watch. But I I think the Bills can squeak this one out at home. Uh, yeah, I got seventeen to thirteen. Okay, um, I'm gonna go twenty four sixteen. Bill, as in Bill Belichick and the Patriots, Ooh. upset on the road. I do not want to pick against Bill Belichick in a situation like this. Um, twenty four sixteen, New England. Uh, moving on, we got uh, Tom Brady against those rival Eagles. Uh, not the Buccaneers versus the Eagles. Tom Brady versus the Eagles. Uh, maybe he can get some revenge on that Super Bowl loss uh, in Minnesota. But, uh, Barker, we'll start with you. Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. Uh, Tom is going to have to, uh, you know, overcome some of these these uh, injuries that he's, that he's had on his offense and, you know, the Antonio Brown fiasco and all that as well. So, uh, But with that being said, I really don't think that that's going to pose a threat to him. Uh, I think Tom, is, he's on – He's on quest for what is it, number eight, uh, and and I think he's going to get his first step uh, in this game. I think it'll be uh, we're going to go uh, thirty-one to twenty-one. Mm. Nice, yeah. Uh, I also definitely have the the box taking this one. I I don't know why, but part of me just feels like this. This might end up coming down to be a, a close game. I don't know if it's injuries or what, why I feel that way, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm still riding with the Bucks on this one. But I'm I'm gonna say it's gonna be a nail biter here. So I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers, 23-21. Uh, I'm kind of with you guys. I'm gonna say 26-16 Tampa Bay. It should be a close one, um, but uh, it should be interesting to see how Jalen Hurts plays his first playoff game against a good Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Um, uh, yeah, so 26-16 Tampa Bay. Uh, moving on, we got the uh, old rivalry uh, back again, Cowboys 49ers. Um, this year it's going to be in Dallas. Uh, Parker, what do you think? Yeah, um, this one is, is probably the most, uh, well, one of the more, you know, toss-up games that we have this weekend. And um, I really think that if, if the 49ers can, can come in and, and, you know, dominate on the run, and control the clock and and keep the ball out of Dak's hands. I I really think that they got a good chance of winning this game. Um, 
it's just it's kind of hard to pick against the Cowboys with with how dynamic their their offense is and man um I think I'm gonna go with here let me see we got 10 and 7 and 12 and 5 and Jimmy Garoppolo though ah Tough. tough. I I think I'm going to go with uh, Dak Prescott and, and the Cowboys. I think that the Cowboys win this game. Uh, we're going to go 27 to uh, 21. Okay. Got you. Yeah, I think the you know Garoppolo over Trey Lance. I think it does you know weigh a little bit, but uh, but yeah, I I I like the Cowboys in this one at home uh, in Jerry World. I. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, you know, the Cowboys kind of put up a good bit this week. So I'll I'll take the Cowboys this week. Give me 35-24. Okay. Um, I'm kind of looking at this game, um, Kyle Shanahan versus Dan Quinn's defense. And I honestly, I, I like the way Debo's playing. I like the way uh, he's shown out these last couple weeks. I'm I'm going to take the hotter team here. I think – Although, I mean, Dallas did end the year really, really well on the road as well. I think uh, the Niners were a little bit more impressive, and I think they're going to win on the road. I'm taking an upset, 24 to 20. I, I mean, is it an upset? I guess. I guess it is. Um, yeah, 24 20, 40 Niners is my pick. And uh, next up, we got uh, a rematch, actually, of a, uh, a blowout that occurred earlier uh, the Chiefs and the uh, Steelers. Um, Barker, maybe the Steelers put up a good fight here. <laughs> Uh, no, I think the uh, Chiefs are going to just send uh, Big Ben away uh, in his in his final playoff game with a with a loss. I'm going to go Chiefs. We're going to go 33 to Steelers uh, 20 23. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I I feel like after that you know overtime game last week or whatever, I just don't know if the Steelers really really have it in them. Uh, uh, I, I'm also riding with the Chiefs on this one. I'll I'll take the Chiefs in this one. I'll say uh, I'll say thirty to thirty to twenty. Yeah, I I'm with you guys. Um, I you know I love Big Ben, but uh, I think it comes to an end here. Uh, thirty six to ten Chiefs. Um, you know, watch out. The Chiefs could be uh, um, you know, <laughs> getting their stride here. Um, for another Super Bowl, but uh, we'll see. Um, we have a Monday night game here, uh, a playoff game, and it's going to be the Cardinals at, at the Rams. Um, should be a great atmosphere. I don't remember. I mean, uh, were playoff games ever on Monday night? Do you guys know? Nope. Yeah. This so. is the first ever uh, Monday night playoff game. Wow. Okay. So uh, we just, uh week 18, and now we have our first Monday night playoff game. It's going to be the Cardinals and the Rams. Parker, take it away. Yes. I, I believe that, that this game – is going to be one of the more toss-up games too because we've seen both mm-hmm. of these teams now lose to division rivals uh, this week uh, with the Rams losing to the 49ers and the Cardinals losing to the Seahawks. So both of these teams have had MVP titles cast on them and Super Bowl championships cast on them, but uh, one has got to go, and I think that that one is going to be the Cardinals. I, th- I, th- I think that the Rams just have a little bit more experience uh, playing in these kind of big games. Uh, Aaron Donald, you know, warming up his 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 playoff season here, and I just think that that the Rams are gonna are gonna win this game. I'm gonna go 
27 to 23. Wow. <laughs> That's the exact same prediction that I have. Ah! Uh, Oh, I, I've already got it written down. Yeah, I also have the Rams winning this one, 27-23. I'm looking at it. It's interesting. You know, the Rams the Rams lost to the Cardinals back in week four at home. They lost 37-20. to And then, you know, turned around and uh, beat them at Arizona 30-23. to uh, So, I, I definitely think it'll be an exciting game. Um, uh, I guess it's a little nerdy of me to say, but I'm honestly kind of interested to see how, uh, how the viewership turns out. You know, how – how many views can, can the NFL get? Can a Monday Night Football uh, playoff yeah. game? Right. Yeah. I think that was a talking point at one point. Maybe, maybe it was last year. You know, when they had like a like the college football national championship over playing with you know a regular NFL Monday Night Football game. You know, which one's drawing bigger ratings? So I think it'll be cool to see this. I think this game, this game could get a lot of viewership. It, it should be a good game. Yeah, and also. To add on top of that, it's actually going to be a nationally televised because it's going to be ESPN yeah, it's, it's going to be and on ABC. A, yeah, yeah. So Ooh, that everyone's could... going to be able to watch it, right? Even me. Okay. And also something real quick. It could have been a, a clean sweep for us with the score, but I I said twenty seven twenty four, not twenty seven twenty three. Um. Nice. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm sorry. I just. Um, the Rams really can't afford to lose because they have so many players that are ready to win championships right now. Um, it's kind of crazy that they go all out in a season for for this situation here. So um, I'm going to take them winning this game 27-4, uh, and that's going to end it all. Um, this wild card weekend is a wrap. Um, Parker, final thoughts? I'm excited to you know sit down and not have to watch the Bears and can see the good teams that are in our league uh, <laughs> contend for a title. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, do that this weekend. Yeah. Josh. Yeah. Uh, similar. I'm excited. You know, we don't have you know, four or five games in every time slot, you know, so I'll actually have time to be able to sit down and, you know, watch the majority of these games. Exactly. Um, similar to a uh, college bowl season, you know, where all the teams are, are pretty evenly matched. I believe that, you know, a lot of these these playoff matchups are, are pretty even. And, you know, I can see a lot of them going either way. But uh, it should be a fun weekend for football. For sure. And, um, you know, with that being said, there's a lot more uh, to talk about in the future. So we're going to gear up, get ready for the draft season, get ready for uh, all the new hires coming up, uh, free agency, all that kind of stuff. But uh, for now, we're still uh, in the NFL season. we got the wild card weekend coming up. Uh, that's going to do it for uh, the 28th episode of a Yeah Guys podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.